Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Rich Klein. We're talking about 73 Tops Baseball, uh, a set that uh, was right on the edge of uh, series and not series, the last of the, of the old Tops. Some people will mark vintage as uh, 73 and before, as opposed to 1980 and before. There's no hard and fast rule, but thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank, Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huxton Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Of course, Tops produced them. If somebody walked in, Rich, you're in your store, somebody walks in with a whole bunch of 73 Tops baseball cards, are, are you excited or ho-hum? If they're high numbers, I'm excited. If they're first series cards, I'm convinced that they really opened the press for the 73 first series. I've seen so many 73 first series back in the day Okay. that I think it's 61 first series or a couple of these years where for some reason the first series just is, hev- is much more heavily produced than some of the other series. What do you think if I say there's a Roberto Clemente effect? What would you say to that? No, he definitely, and I think Hank Aaron's in the first series too. There are some good cards, but the commons, you're going to get an overload of commons, but I'd be very happy with the Clemente. I'd be very happy with the Aaron card. I'd so they very, maybe ran the presses a little bit. I think they ran the presses. To really get them out there. To really get them out there. A card number one, you know, has a Ruth Mays and Aaron on it. Right. The home run thing. All-time home run, guys. So there are some really good cards in the first series. And there's good cards in the second series. There's good cards in all the series. Yeah. But and, not great cards. But not great. Other than until you get to the last series. I don't know. If I, there's one great card. Well, and there, to me, there's an almost great card. The Willie Mays, number 305. I have oh. never had a trouble. Whenever I get that card, it sells almost immediately. Career stats? Just about career stats. It's, it's really his only Mets card other than 74. But 74 doesn't say Willie Mays. It's a World Series card. It's finally, yeah. it's finally starting to get the recognition it always should right. have had in terms of value. Yeah. Being Willie Mays on a 74 baseball card, in my opinion, tops blew it not just with Mays, but with a lot yeah. of people in those days. The Clemente well, and Ken Mays blew it. He, he, he should have stopped in 73 or, well, the Clemente, or 72. The Clemente card is a career stat yeah. card, not through any fault of his own. Yeah. It was interesting. I never knew Roberto Clemente was a U.S. Marines Reserve. Yeah, yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. No, he was a man of high principle. Yes. When he followed the beat of his own drum, but that's exemplary. Yes. That's exemplary. to because, I, did, you know, I, did, you're from, I never knew that, and I should have. That's yeah. ultra credit to him. Good choice you made on your all-time favorite player with that. <laughs> Did I have a choice? I think so. Well, I did have a choice in 73, yeah. and I've related that I had a choice of either for 14 bucks or something like that, I had a choice to either buy a 73 top set or a 72 top set. And I foolishly took the, and this was in 73, I foolishly took the 73 top set uh, instead of the 72, which would have been a lot better. The cards were, they were 10 cards for a dime yeah. in a pack. They were dime packs, which I guess, had they and, been dime for a little while? Yeah. And what's interesting is that's really the last year of, we'll call it, when you used to see collections, you could tell how old a person was by usually within a year by figuring out the, the peak of when they bought cards. And that's really the well, last... You subtract 10? What? So, subtract 10. Yeah. So that's really my last year of going and actively buying packs as if, you know, I'm the kid again. Just before my bar mitzvah, we were supposedly okay. a man. Yeah, yeah. When I go into the local stationery store and I buy the 73 Tops packs. And I'm opening a couple packs. It's three minutes to the house, five minutes to the house. All of a sudden, I, I go to my father. Dad, this has a blank back on it. Ooh. Yes, ooh. He goes, by the way, we're going back to the store. Why? He goes, you're buying every pack in the box. Because they were random. Brilliant. <laughs> he had been, he had I been, didn't know that you had a generational genius. <laughs> he had been a vest pocket stamp and coin Amazing. Yeah, upside so, down airplane. <laughs> very good. So he wow. knew to just go back and buy those packs. And I had 40, 50, 73 first series blank packs. 
way back in the day. So you needed $2.40 yes. to buy the box. And that seems so cheap yeah. now. Actually, but was, that was like 20 or 50 bucks or something. Yes. Yeah. And immediately it's just go, we're going right back. We're buying all the packs. Oh, I like your dad. Yes. That's great. Yes. Okay. So you're still collecting in 73. I'm still collecting. In 74, 75, I begin collecting a little bit differently. Yeah. 73, I'm still collecting as if it's, as I described, 72, we'd only bought maybe the fifth series packs. And then maybe I bought some random 73. I mm-hmm. went back and bought the first series. And that's, that's a great story. Were you seventh grade? What have you been? I was in eighth grade. Eighth, okay. I was a year ahead. I got skipped. Okay. I got okay, skipped okay. the grade when I was young. Okay. I just was thinking that there was a big drop off for me between sixth and seventh grade when I changed schools. Not as many people collected. We and had, then between eighth and ninth, there was another big drop off. We actually had a huge collection group in eighth and ninth grade at my school. Really? Yes. I got a lot of older cards that way. Sometimes Gee. I traded a better name to get the older cards just for fun, but it was fun to see the older cards of people I didn't know. I was always a little bit weird that way. Okay. I like knowing but, what I didn't know. You know uh, I'm going to run a theory by you. and You can either affirm it or, or, or push back. But my thought is, unless it was your team, those multiplayer rookie cards in the last series of 73 were not highly desirable. No, they weren't. Because they were no names. It wasn't a hobby of finding the pre-rookie or the rookie. Mike Schmidt was an unknown guy. Nobody was thinking, I'm going to take a position in Mike Schmidt. None any, of those. Any of the others. No, they were Richie Zisk might have been as good as any of the rookies on that level right. going into '73. I think yeah. Dwight Evans, who's in there, had, but none of these guys really. Maybe a couple today, but Mike Schmidt was 24 years old. You don't think a guy 24 years old is going to take it? And yeah. the other thing was '73 in New Jersey. We got them in series. I don't know where you were. Were you in Texas or in Ohio by 73? I was in Texas, but my recollection is the first three series were all together. Okay. That one to 396 you could find, but maybe I'm mistaken on that. But I just remember those first three series being really easy. And then the fourth series would be a little bit tougher and the fifth series a lot tougher. But there were parts of the country, Florida for sure, I believe Ohio, I'm not sure where else, all five series at the same time as a test. And I know Florida... Because in the early 90s, I went to Kendall Lloyd's store, and I believe it's still there, Orlando yeah. Sports Cards. Yeah. And he had 73 blue team checklists. And he had enough of them, and he said they come in from original local collections. I actually asked about that. Because I also bought them because I knew they were tough cards. And interestingly, at Kyle Show, I had a couple that I had in my boxes, and somebody went through my seven, one of my 70s boxes and pulled out the two I had. And I don't sell on Mart. I, I only yeah. sell on Mart. I don't sell if they're Mart. Yeah. They go into the donation bin if they're Mart, even though they're better. And the guy says, we don't have them down here. I don't see these carts. Mm. And so I know they did not travel very well around the country. And so that's a good clue. If you see an accumulation of 73 blue team checklists, you're in an area where the cards were issued at the same time. Really? Okay. Well, so that's an indicator. Yeah, when I'm not beating myself up, but I'm when looking back, I'm thinking, what was I thinking? Because 73 tops is way easier to put together than a 72 tops. There are a lot. Nobody says, "Oh, I'm really struggling to complete my 73 set." If you just pay the money. There's nothing that's that you you might have to get, be particular about what condition you'll accept on the Schmidt card. But other than that, it's just not 74. Same thing. They're not series scarcity that, that are out of shape. Whereas 72 and before. You'd have to carry a want list around. 74, for some reason, checklist number 273 showed up on more want lists than I've ever seen before. It's like, why is a 273? It's For some reason, that card seems to be short. Because of bad cuts or something? Could be bad or cuts. Quality control. Quality or something, control. But, but that card, 
And I think there may be a hidden card like that or two in 73, but each series is 132 cards. So you don't have double prints. You don't have short prints. That's why it's just a matter of, okay, if you don't find the card, it's because you don't like the centering. You don't like something about it. It's not a matter of, I can't find the card. Yeah. When I was buying collections back in the 70s, I mean, basically, when you'd get an untouched collection that had not come from a collector, somebody that collected when they were a kid and that didn't trade a lot, they just got what they got out of the packs. It was a really good indication of the original supply ratios or if something was a, a short print, like I said, a single print or a double print, if you got a big enough collection, you could see that. 73 is the first year where you couldn't have seen that. It just, they were all the same other than the last series, a little bit tougher. But I guess I like some level of complexity and 73 tops doesn't have enough complexity for me. And what's interesting, it's also one of the easier OPG sets of the 70s. 73 OPG was yeah. done in one series. It yeah. was not done in multi-series, unlike any other OPG set before that. So interestingly, the test that they did with the five series was also being done in Canada at the same time. Can you tell 73 tops from OPG just from the front? I don't think so. But Aren't there a little bit more matte? I think yes. Yeah. But you have to feel it. Obvious on the back. Then. The back's obvious. I think the front, you have to feel it. I've told you, when I go through the dollar boxes, I don't like to have to flip the card over. And so, I not that I'm making some appeal to the card companies, the visibility of just seeing the card, feeling the card, and knowing what it is from the front. If I've got to flip it over, on the other hand, and it's a 73 OPG, I'm thinking, hmm, if it's a dollar box, maybe I take it, maybe I don't. If it's a dime box, I probably take it. What if I'm going to take, and that's the one set, if I'm going to take it as a top, I guarantee you I'm going to take it as a tops card, I'm going to take it as an OPG card, because the value is going to be about the hmm. same. So, no difference, you think? I don't think there's a real big difference. No, I, th I, th I think Schmidt's cheaper, but other than that... Yeah, but by demand, uh, the demand is so much lower, it, the, the equilibrium. The so there's lower demand, but lower supply, and so the price is the price. But if I get a reasonably inexpensive Clemente or Aaron or Mays or anybody like that or Ryan, I'm just going to grab it anyway and let it sit until somebody who needs the card for their player collection just buy it. Yeah, like I said, I just the, the 73 Tops cards I had, it just seemed like when I did shows... And I'd put them out. I'd sell the high numbers. Yes. Not fast, but they'd eventually sell. And I'd be stuck with a bunch of low numbers that I couldn't sell. Nobody needed them that compared was, to the people. You have the same experience? I have the same experience. And as I said, I didn't think about it. 66 is another of those years. Those low numbers are really easy in 66. You get to the high numbers in 66. I know that's not like 73, but 73 high numbers, at least you have a fighting chance of selling. Even the semi-highs, you have a somewhat of an outside chance. Okay. You know, Another situation for you, because we had an episode about a rack pack, but I believe there were rack packs in 73 there as well. Were. Okay, and, and the rack packs really were the best deal. Yes. Because they were the cheapest way to get cards. Is it like still 54 cards for 39 cents? For 39 cents, yeah. And so that's terrific. But they were retail. They were on hangers. Yes. Know, they had to be in certain kinds of, so they weren't in yes. the places where you really well, sell I cards. Well, I told you the story about buying 71s in a bicycle shop. Yeah. My point is, if you were to buy a rack pack of 73 tops, other than being able to get some kind of a pristine 9.5 or 10, it wouldn't be a very exciting open. No. And yet people would be very excited to get unopened 73 tops. Because you, you figure you have the chance of one other good player. Every series has a good player to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it. And if it's untouched. If it's untouched, you might get a high. On the other hand, did you not see uh, not great quality control from tops? No. They're, they're, and a lot of, uh, you know, centering. centering frequently a lot a of off cuts. As I showed you, the blank backs. I had a number, Jim. I had a 566 Jim Geddes card I got out of the pack. It was the size of a 50s, of a 56 tops card. Oversized. How'd it fit in the pack? 
I don't know, but it fit in the pack, and it was an oversized card. Amazing. No, I, I just, I, I, I like the complete sets. I like to have cards that, that have some interest. And I think the design was not something that was exceptional. And I'm trying to think, what was Topps' competition in those days? It wasn't Upper Deck. It, it wasn't, wasn't Panini. It wasn't, I the FLIR it, was doing some team logos or something. Yeah. And maybe they were right like, at the beginning of trying to do some of their, their other all-time. Their, they, they, did the, they did the World Series in 1771. Yeah. They're doing Laughlin sets. Yeah. But they're all doing the things. I think if you look about 73 Tops as a transition set. Yeah. It's the transition from the cards in series to all at one time. And it's, you know, no more short prints. Which permitted the distribution through retail, which started the next year, I think. Which you said was... J.C. Penney. Oh, Penny. J.C. Penney's. Which is... Mommy and Daddy, what's J.C. Penney's? They're, they may now be no they're more. really in, they I mean, they're no in the bankruptcy courts now. Yeah, yeah. What's Kmart? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. There's so many of those sets that were issued retail on these companies and those. But that paved the way. If yes. 73 hadn't been a step in that direction, and that really helped open up the hobby for. And, and, and for, also, yeah. 73 football by that point also is done by series. We may not like that there are no real di difficulties in the set. We may not like the design, but on a historical level, it's really an, an important transition. And so when I started out and said that there are some that think that the dividing line between vintage and modern is 72, 73. You would not shoot that down completely. I would not. Uh, in fact, me There's personally, some I am that. more liberal in my boxes for cards to sale with 73 than with 74. And then I'm more liberal with 74 than with 78. And then I'm a lot more liberal with 78 than 81. So yeah. I definitely have some delineation points along the way. Right. And ComC, your employer, defines it at 1980. I think you're right, yes. And that's... That's their choice. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Rich, especially for memory lane for 73 tops. That was the year I got way more serious into the hobby. And that set that I erroneously bought is no more. I do not have that anymore. Uh, That's but, okay. I don't have the blank packs either. So don't <laughs> ask. It was blank packs. So do not contact us for our surplus cards. Although you can come to Rich's show, which will probably be in March. You think? Yeah, I'm hopeful. Now, really especially hopeful. now that we have good news yeah. and well, light vaccine, at the end of the tunnel. Vaccine. Yes. Okay. Good news. Positive tone to end on. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, everybody. Be back tomorrow. The man in the house of cards.